How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. From the home of TV news, interviews and reviews, this is the Custard TV Live. It's the Custard TV podcast, the home of TV news, interviews, previews and reviews, has its very own podcast and you, my lucky so-and-so, have stumbled across it. I'm Luke, editor and runner of the aforementioned CustardTV.com and I'm joined on the podcast by my northern friend Matt Donnelling. Hello. And my Michael Ball friend, Gary. Love, love changes everything. You are Michael Ball, we have realised this now. This is not the first podcast we've ever done. If you want to, you can listen to a podcast we recorded recently where we agonise over every minute of the last Sherlock of the series. That's up on the website now. Also worth mentioning, if you want to catch up on the Sherlocks, the DVD for Series 3 is released by the BBC on the 20th of January 2014 with three big extras that I've had the pleasure of watching today, including how they shot the fall. Is, is so, the uh, fall still featuring Gillian Anderson then? No, it's, it's the Benedict Cumberbatch fall. Uh, uh, yeah. Right, okay. So yeah, get the DVD if you want, but our podcast is up on the website now for you to listen to. News, previews and reviews, Mr. News. Yes, yes, that's my, my, my uh, alter ego, Mr. News. It's been revealed by Stephen Moffat that uh, season 8 and season 9 of Doctor Who will not air with breaks. So season 8, which starts in August of this year, will uh, continue straight through the whole run. And uh, season 9 will do the same in 2015. So uh, that's good news for Who fans. I think splitting it up was a nice idea, but it hasn't... I think I think possibly it's a good idea to get back to it. Uh, breaking news from today, um, Roger Lloyd Pack, better known as Trigger, from Only Fools and Horses, we've got passed away. He's also a major character in The Vicar of Dibley. Um, I've seen a number of online tributes, uh, a number of people posting the very famous Del Boy Falls Through the Bar scene on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, very sad. Do we, does anyone know, was he ill or was it unknown? Yes, it? He, had, he had pancreatic cancer <laughs> and he was yeah. 69. Right, and uh, our, our condolences at this yeah. time. Um, Dermot O'Leary, there's nothing wrong with him, don't panic. Um, he's going to host a Channel 4 programme called Space Season, which is all gonna, also going to include a two-hour broadcast from the International Space Station. Um, I didn't know that O'Leary was such a geek. Is he, Or is he just interested in space or a job? Interesting getting paid by Channel 4, Fine. I think. <coughs> so not a geek, just more, just more needing well, to... I think, he, I think he probably enjoys... He's, he's see, if you listen to his radio show, he seems to sort of be interested in a lot of different things, I think. 
I, I suppose um, it's like Dara, Dara O'Brien is, you know, the, the comedian and presenter is, is very into his space stuff, isn't mm. he? Because he does the stargazing. He, with, he, I'm sure he's got a degree in it or something, hasn't he, Dara O'Brien? Yeah, he's got. He's quite yeah. clever, that bloke. Um, one of Luke's favourite actors, John Sim, uh, is to lead a new drama on BBC America from one of the writers of The X-Files. Now, the last X-Files writer to come over to this country <laughs> and do something was Frank Sponnitz with Hunted. So uh, being being from an X-Files writer is a bit like the new Silence of the Lambs film, uh, in my opinion. Um, and also it's going to be on BBC America, which means it might well be shot in America rather than the UK. Um, so we're uh, going to get some more. Is there any more info on this one? I think there was a name uh, no, I saw running around. Very, very little info. I, I did put the press release up. I will check it. But worth mentioning the, the other <coughs> BBC America drama to sort of break through on terrestrial, well, not terrestrial telly, but certainly TV in the UK, um, was Orphan Black. Yes, which, which Gary I enjoyed. Yeah, and there's going to be a second series of that. I um, would be surprised if the BBC don't show this, really. Yeah, I, maybe on BBC 3 or 4, but, you know, if it gets good viewers, it may even get up to one of the main two channels, who knows? It's called Intruders. <clears throat> That's it, I'd seen a name somewhere, so. Uh, the fourth series of Game of Thrones will start on Monday the 7th of April in the UK on Sky Atlantic. There's a very good trailer out now which gives some nice tasty spoilers uh, for the uh, for the show and that's just one day after the American uh, release so hopefully we won't get quite as much piracy. I think Game of Thrones is still the most pirated television program in history. Didn't know uh, there was any you... pirates in Game of Thrones. No, it's there are actually pirates in Game of Thrones. You're oh. wrong. Um, Gary, you would know this. That one of the blokes is actually a pirate. You would know this, Gary. Are there any shows currently or in the past shown on the same night as the state? Like you, you said, this is the I, day I after. I don't know that that's ever happened. I know that there, the one of the episodes of Twenty Four. No, the last ever episode of Lost was simulcast on Sky One at about three in the mm. morning. Mm. But that's I, the I, only I, thing I can think of that's been shown on the same time in America. I suppose to be fair to the America uh, to the American broadcasters, the time difference would mean we'd see it first, which yeah. is probably why it's I, shown the day. I think, I think a day later isn't too bad. I mean, you just have to kind of avoid Twitter and Facebook and Bebo that day. Um, Bebo, but he's contemporary. Turn your turn your browser off that day, you know. Uh, David, indeed, David Morrissey. Uh, who uh, is going to start? Who starred recently in the Seven Thirty Nine? Uh, is also going to star in a film. Uh, sorry, an adaptation called The Driver. It's a series about a man who makes some terrible decisions, and it's from one of the accused writers, Danny Brocklehurst. Not much known about that, but uh, we're, we're big fans of David Morrissey on this podcast. Charlie Brooker has confirmed that Black Mirror will return for two helpings, and there's no conversation confirmation. Sorry, whether this is two series or two episodes. So um, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, I think Matt and I are big fans of Black Mirror. And the last series was... The, certainly two out of the three episodes were extremely good. One was a little bit iffy. Um, are you happy with that, Matt? Are you happy with two more episodes or two more series? Um, it depends what the, sort of the quality of them is, I suppose. Um, I'd be know. quite happy if he waited a year before mm. he did... You know, find the right material, as you say. Yeah, I mean, I liked... I liked the element. I liked that middle one in the last series with the. Um, that was yeah. by far the, the best Lenora one. Critchlow one with Michael Smiley in it as well. Yeah, the yeah, yeah fantastic. Can I just ask as well? Uh huh. Um, I don't really understand. What's the point of Black Mirror? 
it, I think it's satire. I think it's dark satire. I don't. Think it's a bit like the line. Outer Limits, Twilight Zone. You know, one-off well, sort of, cool. you know, thriller, mystery sort of thing. I think it's Charlie Brooker showing that he's more than just a dour. Com- he's more than just a comedian. Sense, you know, he can, he can, he can rip satirical out of anything and also good, provide good telly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Golden Globes took place this week, which are kind of like the uh, the sub a uh, sub Oscars, but they also have easy uh, for you to say. Well, not really. No, he's <laughs> back in the sub Oscars, and they have a television section. And here are the winners. The winner of the best television was Breaking Bad. I think nobody was too surprised about that. The best television. The best television program. Drama. There we go. The best television. The best. What you will learn if you listen to this podcast, it is so well researched. It, yeah. It's like a fine, f- finely oiled iron. I don't know if you've ever heard the podcast before. We talk about finely oiled irons and then we do. Don't do my gag! Come on, come on <laughs> Gary! Come on! Sorry. Best actress was Robin Wright for her performance in House of Cards, which you can watch on Netflix. Best yeah. actor was Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad, as we've mentioned before. TV comedy was Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which ironically we'll talk about later, which premieres in this country. Uh, and also its lead actor, Adam S- Andy Samberg, uh, also won Best Comedy Actor. Of uh, Cuckoo fame. Which is why he can't come back to here to do Cuckoo. Thank God, long way Brooklyn Nine-Nine, keep going. <laughs> and Best Comedy Actress was Amy Pro Polar, who was also presented, co-presenting the awards uh, for Parks and Recreation, of which Series 3 should be coming back to BBC4 some point later in the year. That's a lot of numbers. It is. Um, the newsroom has been renewed for series three, but... And at this point, I shall shed a tear. You won't see it on the podcast. I'm going to stay strong. It will be its last. The newsroom is Aaron Sorkin. There you are. Um, I, I just need a moment. While Gary has that moment, it is Matt, worth us saying that the reason Matt is a little oh bit anxious no. is because his dinner is on its way. Now, Matt, is there no chance of you being able to eat your dinner where you do the podcast? Carry on. Oh, I'm okay now. I've had it. I've had a minute. Come on, Gary. So, <laughs> 24 Live Another Day is going is, is been uh, developed very soon, uh, very now, being shot now, I think, mostly. In very the... now. What? It's being now. developed very now. I can't deal with the pressure from Matt. It's going to return in May, and I've uh, announced that it's going to be on Sky One, as a lot of people would think the US version of Broadchurch has been announced it's going to have a different ending to the UK one because of course the Americans changed the, the killer in The Killing which they re-adapted mm. from the mm. Danish so they've got form for this this could just be a big Chris Chibnall redirection oh there won't be a series 2 oh. so he's just making you think there'll be a different ending and then it'll be the same ending Chibnall Uh, (laughs) in America sticking with a bit of American news the US broadcaster has decided to drop the pilot system now to those uninitiated American television works in a very cyclical way Uh, early in the year pilots are developed and shown to the network and then they're they're announced to the world in May at an event called the Upfronts each network has an Upfronts program and what's been decided and then those shows sorry premiere either in September or January of the following months you know that year um, some programs only ever get past their pilot if they're not well received. Some get moved around different time slots or days, uh, and obviously some of them end up being very successful, uh, as we know. What Fox have said is that they're not going to use this cyclical method of producing pilots; that they're going to produce pilots all year round. They think that the cost of producing pilots in one go 
beating up studio time, actors, you know, limits them to a certain style of show. And I think with the, the you know, the economy the way it is, they want to reduce the cost. And one of the things they've decided to do is to make pilots all year round that can then be shown at various times throughout the year. Um, I've now finished my part and can now relax. Yes. You can now go home. Well, you say that. Now I can. Now I've got Gary to rush through his bit. I'm going to take my time on these. What? What are you having? Do you you know what you're having, Matt? Is it? Is it something exciting? I'm not going to reveal it. I'm not going to reveal it. Uh, Right. So, like the taste. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one spoon. Uh, I'm guessing gammon. Uh, So. Northern, it's got to be a pie of some sort. <laughs> well, Gammon pie. Up. Right, as you mentioned it, I'm going to go. I'm off going script. for veal. I'm going to go off script and start with the taste. Which no, is, it blows my mind. Which is the new uh, reality competition type show. Um, it's come over from America and it's basically like The Voice, which again we'll talk about in a moment. Um, Nigella Lawson, Anthony Bourdain, and some French bloke. Basically, try a spoonful of. Um, the views of Northern Matt against the Europeans do not reflect the views <laughs> of the rest of the Custard TV but podcast team. He's a French team. bloke. Yes, but he has a name to go with his bloke. Ludo, yes. Ludo. There you go. Sansuad. No, it's Ludo. Yeah. It's, it's Ludo. Um, yeah. anyway, I played that me, game. Will you let me? So, come on. <laughs> I've played Ludo as well, Gary. Shocker. Yeah. Come on, Matt. I don't know. Uh, basically, and I've been to a Lido as well. Right, that's it. I'm off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this was. They had to then decide whether they wanted to take on a contestant in their team. Each judge got four teams. Four, sorry, there was a, a team per judge. Four in each team, and they had to sort of lock in by uh, having a little card in one of those uh, things you have the bill in. Um, I, personally I thought that's th- quite a neat thing, actually. Yeah. Sorry, I personally thought this was a bit sort of generic reality show, quite formulaic, but at the same time, I was never bored. I was quite entertained, and I know Gary watched this, so I'd like to hear his views on it as well. Yes, I liked the first episode. My problem with the show is that I've already started to watch the second one, and, of course, that first part is is just that first episode. They choose their four cooks, and then the rest of the show is more of a generic cooking show. Um, whereas that first episode, there was that real kind of like, you say that voice, like, you know, we're going to taste your food. We don't know whether you're, we don't see you. We don't know whether you're a professional chef or a home chef. And, and that was quite exciting. And there I was like a good, that. I, I yeah, like the and there was a, there was on, a yeah. competition between home chefs and professional yeah. chefs. I think that was a good twist to it. And I, and I liked the banter between the three judges, you know, they've got distinct styles and characters and, uh, and you know, they're, they're quite, br- they're quite brash and. You know, I quite like that, and I think the American guy is hilarious, you know. Anthony Bourdain. Although, yeah. I, I would still argue this being on this late, and the only reason I think it is is because of the language that Anthony Bourdain has. I think 9 o'clock for yeah. any cookery show is a bit much. Yes. Luke, did you watch this? I did watch it. I think, much like The Voice, it falls apart on its second one. Okay. Uh, because Should we move on? Should we, I'm going to continue to go off script. Um, we'll move on to The Voice. Yeah, sounds um, like a reasonable idea. Yeah, and then we'll go on to the touch and the, yeah. Um, <laughs> what are we going to touch? What are we going to touch? Uh, the Voice Series 3, this of course we've, we've been previewing. Bagsy a cucumber if we're doing the touch. Um, th- this or a porcupine. Here's my cough. 
<laughs> the Voice Series 3, uh, as we've been previewing it for a while, uh, Kylie Minogue and the Kaiser Chiefs Ricky Wilson joined the panel uh, alongside Sir Tom Jones and Will I Am. Uh, new hosts in Emma Willis and Marvin from JLS. They didn't get as much time as I thought they would. No, no, no. And I'll say now, one of my main problems with The Voice is that it doesn't need two hosts. And basically, uh, anyone who's seen the blind auditions before, this is the similar thing where you hear the si- the singer... And then if they like them, they turn around. I, I'll, I'll just uh, pop my views in first. I thought um, both of How these... How controlling is he when he's both, hungry? Both of these new coaches, I thought, were were miles better than their predecessors, Jesse J and Danny O'Donoghue. I thought the whole show felt more professional, but it was still entertaining. They had a certain sort of credibility to it, and I, I loved... Uh, Sort of Kylie's little sort of coyness when she was she came face to face with the guy who used to be in the streets. You know, she got all embarrassed and had to hide behind her chair. And I thought, what, Rick, why was that? Ricky because... Wilson had quite a sort of sincerity about him as well about certain singers who he really liked, even though he got a bit stalkery around that girl with the harp. Um, yeah. That sounds like she, a euphemism. Because she fancied him, the guy from the streets. Who, who, oh, right. did, who didn't? Who uh, sadly did not mention his time on Celebrity Love Island? Um, well, no, and I've I've read this week that the the main guy from yeah, the street, Mike Skinner's, come out and said he was never in the band. He was just yeah. a session singer. Uh, Gary, I know sort of Luke's some of Luke's thoughts on this, but I, again, I don't know yours. So, well, I really liked it. The only complaint I would have again, an hour and a half, a little long i was a little bored towards the end uh yeah. i think i think an hour an hour 10 would be perfectly mm. fine for this and yeah. i know this episode is an hour 20 so they are, they are addressing that I, uh i really liked the induction of the new 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 judges or coaches i think carly was brought real name value uh to a different audience and i think you know you showed that in the first episode somebody came on and did one of her songs but thank goodness they didn't do a karaoke version they brought their own style to it I thought I think as well. I think Ricky Wilson was good. I, I just I am a little bit still annoyed by Will I Am thinking that he mm. is this malevolent musical genius when when they did the opening song, all he did was a silly rap. Mm. You know, the guy cannot sing. Yeah, stop I, crying, yeah. Uh, you know, um, and yeah, I was a bit disappointed that they didn't perhaps feature the new you know the new presenters. They just sort of went straight in, like you know, oh you yeah. forget about the others. Oh, my name's Emma Willis. I've been presenting this show. And I haven't done much television work recently. Um, yeah, that's what I think. But no, the early parts of the of the voice are always well received. I think. Yeah. Even, even well, Luke I think no. Like I mean, like last last year's blind auditions annoyed that. I think last year Jessie J annoyed the hell out of me. So I'm glad she's gone. Um, yeah. Last year the best bit for me were the battle rounds. But again, it always falls down as as Luke alluded to earlier when it gets to the last bit and they just run out of ideas. And I think. We need to know more about the characters of the people who are ultimately going to be the finalists. I think that's the key. Last year we said what they fell down was the fact you had to eliminate one person from Mm. each team, didn't you? Whereas really, when you get to the live shows, just eliminate the worst singer every time. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if they all end up being like the X Factor. If they're all Will I Am's, you know, contestants at the end, who cares? As long as the best singer wins. Um, I agree, Luke. Um, I, I don't think I'll ever like the show. I just find it a bit long and a bit dull. The only thing they could have done to wrap it up very quickly is take a bit of you know, positivity out of EastEnders' book, replace Danny O'Donoghue with Danny O'Dyer, then I would have watched it. 
But you did watch it, didn't you? I did watch I it. I wanted to get my chair for you, you uh, slag. I, I, well, thanks, Gary. <laughs> I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I did and watch it. I wanted and, and Michael Ball also makes. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to give it a fair go, but I just think it's all a little bit too cringeworthy. It, for me, it tries too hard to look flash I and entertaining, and never quite. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great, but with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. You with it, but when they calmed it down, I really enjoyed. I thought of the three opening episodes, this was by far the best I, one. I equate the opening song to the judges duetting with their yeah. uh, people on the X Factor. You just have to endure it, yeah. and you only get it once. I don't think they're trying too hard on this. I disagree <sighs> with you completely, Luke. I think you do well, go I'll into hit you this with, with sort brick. of bad attitude of watching it. You know, you you had a sort of preconceived idea going into it. And I hate. Th- there are some shows that you will never like, and for mm. me, The Voice is one of them. Although you did so, like it when it started, it broke I your heart, is what you're saying. I think I've deleted those podcasts where you'll find that I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll we'll go back to the top of this uh, this document yeah, sure. with the. You don't need to say that. People can't see oh, it. You're ruining the just, magic. Just, just will you just the bridge? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt is going back to his <laughs> teaching days. <laughs> He's going back uh, to his teaching days. Two, uh, this was the uh, second series of the um, Danish, Swedish, BBC Four crime oh. drama. This saw um, Saga Noren uh, reunited with Martin <laughs> Ro- Rod Road. Clunes. Uh, I don't know how to say his surname. Clunes. Oh, basically, it all started when they found um, some youngsters. Uh, gagged and bound in like a ship that was sort of heading towards the bridge. And he actually ran aground on the bridge, didn't yeah, it? Ran aground on the bridge. And Saga sort of recruits Martin to sort of get him out of his slump of after he, obviously his son died in the first series. Um, and soon it's revealed that the uh, it's sort of like an environmental group, not an environmental group, a sort of um, people trying to yeah, raise issues. They are an environmental global group Global awareness, things. aren't they? And they're releasing... Yeah viruses into the into the atmosphere and uh, not to sound too much like the start of a destiny's child song but question um <laughs> did this did this warrant a second series or are they are they um going off the success of the first i don't think they needed to do a second series but i there's it doesn't seem like they're stretching you know yeah. believability to doing a second series if that makes sense I, I think this is a little bit like Prison Break in the sense that the problem with it is the name of the show. The name of the show is The Bridge, mm-hmm. and therefore I think the problem is is that you think, yeah, the, the, the first series, great idea to use The Bridge on the first one. Second season, now you could see that they were maybe... Remove that nasty word from thy's mouth. Oh, shush. It's not a British series. Saison. 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 Saison, Dutcher. Mark? Mark, my, my, Matt, whatever your name is, Todd, um, and I, I think that I think that's the problem. So, to me, you know, the second series of Prison Break, they weren't breaking out of a prison Why anymore. Said they, series for an American show. Whatever. Oh, fuck. 
You're both doing it now. Shut up and listen. Um, I've lost my train of thought. You to do it and just watch it. It's brilliant. It's got so many strands in it. I'm what loving all the side plots. I'm loving all the fact that you the yeah. things that are happening that you've got no idea where it fits in. I do like that with the girl, <laughs> the girl who was sleeping with a female teacher and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. And I, I feel comp- I, I'd have no idea how the woman who's organising this keynote speaker fits in with everything. But I don't think I've got that far yet. I've only watched the first two. Uh, at this stage, okay. I feel. At this stage, I feel compelled to say that although we're fa- viewer, uh, listeners may be interested to know that we're falling out quite a bit tonight, but in less than a week, <laughs> we'll be meeting meeting in person for the very first time. Eaten, man. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Three of us will go. Only one will return. <laughs> Who's your favourite? Vote <laughs> your favourite now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vote on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, right, uh, the undateables also returned last week. Speaking of us meeting in public, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the three undateables. The uh, this, this was, of course, the. Oh, sorry, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I lent, I lent on the things. <laughs> um, so, as we know, the undateables is a um, series which focuses on people with certain sort of disabilities or physical disorders and looks at them trying to find love. Of course, we've had two series of this now, so I, I've always thought that it sort of gets a bit samey when, when concentrating, mm. and I know this I is would agree. sound... I don't know how I can make this sound not offensive. You uh, can't. Okay. Focusing on characters with similar disabilities, it, it yeah. sort of offers up similar stories. Um, the, the sort of change, it, for example, uh, last week's the first episode had a, a lady who was a bit older than the normal uh, ones who feature on the show, and and she was a single mother as well, which I thought offered up some different themes in terms of the episode. Although in the same one they had a, a lad with autism who was who was incl- completely endearing, but at the same time the show sort of dealt with. Um, people with autism before um, but I, I still enjoy it I think it's nice, it's just nice to see that, that this, the message of it which is everybody deserves love and I'm sure Luke watched this as well and has got some thoughts well, on I it. did watch this, the, my main thought about this is that I really don't like all the knocks it gets for when people say oh they're just exploiting these people and they, they, oh, I wouldn't if they, say I, I never if, said that I no no if they watch the program they would real, realise it's got real heart it's got real warmth to it it's really quite an endearing hour of television especially when Channel 4 are doing programmes like My Baggy Body and the, and you know, the Secret Life of Living Dolls this is the sort of thing that's really warm really nice really a real decent watch with, with genuinely nice people in them Fair enough, the undateable side of things, but it's something I always enjoy. There's only four episodes, and, and I doing don't. A, sorry to cut you off there, no, but they are on. doing a um, like people who've been on the show before and seeing how they're doing now as well. I think mm. in the third episode, that's what they're doing. So, but I, 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 it's always something that I enjoy, and I always, I um, always find something in the in. The, it's all about the people that they get on it, really. And if if you warm to them, then you'll enjoy the hour. And uh, me and Matt and Gary are going on the unhopefuls when that starts next year. The unbearables. Year. Um, oh! Uh, Gary, talk about hostages. Go, speaking of the unbearable. 
Yeah, uh, Hostages <laughs> is an American drama that started on Saturday night on Channel 4, yeah. based on the premise that um, uh, an FBI agent uh, takes hostage uh, Tony Collette's character, who is a surgeon who's going to be performing a minor surgery on the American president. He forces her to try and uh, actually poison the president and kill him in an undetectable way. She take, They take her family hostage, uh, the dad... Uh, used to be the guy out of um, Take something. Donovan, big... is it? Take Donovan, yeah. Used to be on another program. Uh, make it up. Damages. That'll be no. And then <laughs> the, the, the sunset, not sunset. The OC. Beach. The OC. That's it. Well done. Thank you, Matt, or IMDb, as I call him. Um, every 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 conversation is like an IM like a catchphrase. Come on, Gary. Come on. Hostages uh, was very well received in America in its first episode. It does have a, a, a homeland feel to it. You know, the twist, the involving of the president. Uh, the first episode was dark and a little bit confusing at times. They spent a lot of time developing... You what... the contrast on your TV then. Ah, that was what it was. Yeah, I was watching it behind a black screen. Um, I don't know. I, I watched the second episode. I don't know how I'm going to get on with this. I think it was a bit slow and a bit, a bit forced, I felt. And its future is in the balance in the States yeah, as well, I believe. Yeah, episodes have been made and shown in America, but the second series has not been greenlit, so, uh, and there's not a lot of hope that it will. So, uh, you know, may- maybe one we'll for a box set in the future, if you're not sure. And unlike Homeland and a lot of shows that get praise over here, it's not shown on a uh, subscription network, it's shown on a main network in the States. Yeah, it's shown on CBS in America. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, Bake Off was back this week for four... Specials, we've had three already. What oh, is airing? St- hang on, hang on. What? Gary, how is Mrs. McMamara? <laughs> She's okay. Um, she had a bit of a fall earlier in the week, so I haven't seen oh, her. Oh, no. Yeah. Bit of drama but, for Mrs. McMamara. Bit, bit of drama for Mrs. <laughs> so I haven't been able to go around and do our topic, you know, our new drama with Miss McNamara. <laughs> but it's not like plenty has happened. Yeah. Okay, anyway. I'll Gary was. More, more next week. Gary was on the uh, Bake Off. Oh, Michael Ball, Gary, was on the Bake Off this week. It was a celebrity special, 16 celebrities. Uh, all All baking for sport relief. There was obviously a combination of sort of comedians, like, um, there's not one springing to mind right now. I know Alex Jamelia. Is on tonight. Jamelia. Um, she's always on 8 out of 10 cats. Um, and sports people like Greg Rutherford, Victoria Pendleton, and uh, Michael Vaughan. Uh, I I mean I've watched all four of these and I I think you know it's all for a good cause. We all like the Bake Off. Gary bloody loves cake as he always says. Yeah. Um, the only thing I found annoying was Johnny Vaughan. Johnny Vaughan. Yeah. My nerves. Yeah. And that um, stupid hat that made him look like he was working at one, Wimpy. One thing I would like to discuss is what do you think of the like the guest hosts they've had? I mean Joe Brand and and Omidjilly have been on Ed Burns on tonight. What do you think about that having it instead I, of Melan? I have also? to say I didn't think it was as bad i think actually because it's the celebrities and there's obviously a bit more banter with the celebrities and it's much more of a lighter attitude i think having a guest host isn't a bad idea and it's actually been all right uncle uh who wants to take this then uncle it's a bbc3 comedy that might have passed you by basically the main plot is that the lead plays an uncle who uh, hasn't been really seeing his nephew for a while and he's asked to step in and pick him up from school and uses him as a way to get back with his girlfriend it's quite off the wall. It's very, very dark at times. The first episode was based around a failed suicide attempt. Um, and there was a bit in the middle where he just suddenly burst into a song, which was very, um, what was that program on? Toast of Londonish, uh, in the way it did that. 
Um, I liked it though. I can relate to this. I've recently become an uncle, and I'm hoping. I thought you were going to say you recently tried to commit suicide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I actually thought there were some good funny moments, and I think I'm going to stick with this. Uh, there were some good actors and actresses in it, none of which names I can remember, but, but um, I like them. Well, that's no. I mean, I like this. It's it's got uh, it's got a a, um, a likable cast. The the nephew isn't too irritating, and I do like the dynamic between the two. Um, yeah, it's one of those shows though that I think if it was on, I'd watch, but I won't seek it out. This would really. have been helped by a preview on iPlayer. I think. I think. I think it could have got a bit of buzz about it in advance. You know, I'm not, I'm surprised that BBC Three have not done that. Um, so, and then there's House of Fools. Yeah. Oh man, I love Vic and Bob, but this is bad in a good way. I think it's supposed to be bad, isn't it? Basically, yeah, Vic it's, and Bob it's play... supposed to be bad. Vic and Bob play themselves in a studio audience laughter show. Is that the right thing to say, Luke? I don't want to yeah. raise your ire. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Voice I joined by Matt Berry and Andros Epithemu in real life. Not Andros. That's, Andros... That's it. Not Angelos. playing Andros Epithemu. Angelos. Angelos Epithemu. Um, and basically, it's Vic and Bob living together. Uh, they've got a quite a quite a randy next door neighbour. Is that the right phrase of that use? Uh, the right fra- phrase them. of that use. Yes. All the words were in the wrong order. There, I couldn't. Some of the phrases it. in some of the wrong orders. Uh, <laughs> the various special guests that pop in. Uh, Vic's brother. Um, who else was there? And the first episode was loosely based around Bob trying to get a date with a woman to watch Conan the Barbarian. If you're basically what we're saying is if you're a fan of the zaniness that always yeah. inhabit Vic and Bob, you will like this. If you're trying to look at this as a sitcom, you might go, what the devil is this all about? But the whole point is they didn't take it too seriously. No. It was inherently daft, and it is an easy half hour where you will have a fair few laughs. House of Fools is back on Tuesday on BBC Two. Just to say, this this felt like an extended bit you know in shooting stars where they did their little clips this felt like an extended half an hour version of that okay um also tuesday uh, death in paradise returned um sadly without ben miller who was killed off in the first sort of uh few minutes of this and a least... lot of people posting that they were thought that was quite a weird way to get rid of him Mm, but no, it, it worked into the into the whole. Sort I think of feel it's a clever show. way of getting rid yeah, of him. Yeah, and, and he was his murder investigation was the first episode. It introduced us to um, Chris Marshall's new DI Humphrey something. I've forgotten his surname. Um, oh, yeah, that's it. Um, and obviously his sort of uh, integration on the island, his attempt to ingratiate himself with. Uh, the the other characters who were there, um, Sarah Martin's character, for example, who a had a lot of the comments I read on Twitter were exactly how I feel. I enjoyed the episode. Mm. Yeah, um, I've seen this then now. Luke. I have seen this. I enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed I enjoyed the Ben Miller mystery a lot more than I enjoyed uh, Chris Marshall's mm. introduction. But a lot of the points made on Twitter, and the people are going to think I've stolen their their point. But it was how how come it, there was no genuine show of emotion from the cast that had been with Ben Miller from the start mm. and they, they just sort of go, he died and that was it. You I know. think there was a little bit and I think I did like the scene where he tried to say you know I'm going to help you find out what happened to your friend and afterwards you can make a decision about me and I, I did like it but I, I, I said this to you I 
It, Chris Marshall still looks really young, even though he is now 40. Gary! Oh. He's yes. Still... There's, there's that guessing game gone, Matt. Alright. Our, yeah. our podcast version of how old you reckon Chris Marshall is never even got off the ground. 28. We'll be having words. We'll be having words oh, after this podcast. I didn't know we were doing that anyway. But no, right. um, I mean, I, I've always sort of been a sporadic view of this. I might. St- it's one of those where you don't have to watch everyone. No, it's, it's one of those where you can dip in and out. Dip in and it? out, yeah. and it's sort of a sporadic. It's nice to look at, bit of escapism. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Chris Marshall, <sighs> inoffensive. He's sort of playing the bumbling Brit rather than Ben Miller, who was always sort of irritating. From what I can see, he's playing the same character he's pretty much always played and played in the yes. BBC phone adverts. Mm, mm. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, I mean, so... I, under- I understand completely why this works. I do question how long it can go on for. But the ratings were huge. Genuinely huge for this. Seven point some seven point three one million and that's an overnight, not a consolidated. That is just wow. people's overnight views. it's got a quirkiness to it, it's got sunshine, it's got crime, there's a lot going for it. Just not for me personally. Luke, you can run us through the previews. Well, uh, Call the Midwife makes uh, for me at least an unwelcome return to the eight PM slot on Sunday. That is then followed by the latest original British drama on BBC One, uh, an adaptation of The Musketeers. You can read a preview of that online now from a, from a new contributor at thecustardtv.com. Nine o'clock, also ten episodes at nine on ITV. The return of Jeremy Piven and co. in Mr. Selfridge, Series 2. Hawaii Five Oh is on Sky One on Sunday at 9 if you like your drama a bit more high-octane and Hawaii-ish. And a drama on Channel 5 about the Halifax Building Society. No! Uh, st- no? Go on, Gary. This no. is an extremely, extremely good science fiction programme that's got some of the highest ratings on the Sci-Fi Channel in America that they've ever seen. It's a, about a team of scientists investigating a possible disease outbreak. Um, and it, and it's kind of based around this idea of if you pay God, you play God, you play the you pay the price. Uh, it's double episode starting on Channel Five on Monday. High recommendation to watch. I think this could be a gem. Next Wednesday, what's on? Eight o'clock ITV. Oh, ITV. I oh, don't normally yeah. have ITV. Um, well, no, seven, um, it starts at seven thirty, so by eight o'clock it'll be about a half an hour in. Yeah, National Television Awards, myself, Gary and Matt will be there. Also, um, it's worth mentioning as well that if you're a fan of Celebrity Big Brother, they're doing something that I don't remember them doing before. They've extended this series, meaning that they, they're they not going to tell them. They keep doing it. They've yeah. done it again. Basically, it's going to be on till May. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very so happy if they want to keep Dappy in there till then. Uh, so that's that, the Custard TV podcast. We should say, uh, before we en- we go to the uh, NTAs, our best to everyone that listens to the podcast and the wonderful Mrs. McNamara. We wish you all the best. Um, you Lauren can get Jones, all the latest... We haven't heard from you in a while. Please come back. Yeah, where are you, Lauren Jones? CustardTV.com has all your best in the TV news, reviews and previews. If you want to get in touch with in any of the three of us, pick a favourite and stay loyal to them. Uh, I'm at Luke Custard TV on the old Twitter sphere. Matt is at, at Matt's TV Bites. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, th- I was whizzing through it, oh, Matt, come on, for man, you. Come on, come on. For you and your meatballs. And uh, <laughs> Gary is at The Gary Show. I will see you, Gary, on Wednesday night, and I will yep. see you, Matt, privately at 10 past 6 on Thursday. What? Why am I not coming to that one? Because that's our time to talk about you. Bye!
See ya. <laughs> Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.